I praise coming. What's good? Yo, it's Pastor Al, man. Just checking in with you. Happy New Year. Happy New You. Hey, listen, man. I am excited about what God is doing in 2022. I know we're still living in tough times. I know we have these different COVID variants that are out. But listen, I want to encourage you to hang on in there, to keep the faith, and know that God is going to see us through. Why? Because no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Therefore, we understand and we know that we are God's elect. What can man do to us, right? We know that God will look out for each and every one of us. Why? Because we are his creation. And so, man, I'm just happy that the Lord will see us through this. Um, but I just want to encourage your heart today um, with this um, simple um, Wednesday nugget. I just want to um, pour into you on today. Um, thank you so much for joining our I Praise Team Talk podcast. You know, we seek to do one thing, help you become the best you that God has created you to be. To help you be the best you that God has created you to be. And so we want to kind of just talk today um, and just share this, this wisdom nugget with you on today. Um, you know, this is the year of prayer um, that we have deemed it here at Green Forest Community Baptist Church. And so in the month of January, we will be teaching on prayer um, for the majority of the month of January. And so listen, man, I just want to drop some nuggets on you real quick. And so, man, give me your undivided attention. Don't scroll on Snap. Don't scroll on IG. Don't go to TikTok and make a TikTok video. Give me five, maybe six minutes of your undivided attention on our I Praise Team Talk podcast. And I guarantee you that the word of God will speak to your heart and you will be blessed. Let's pray. Father, thank you for who you are. We bless your holy name. Thank you for each and every student um, that is listening on today. Thank you for those who will get a chance to listen um, at another time. We pray now that your kingdom will continue to come and that your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen, amen, amen. All right, so we've been on two minutes and 30 seconds. Give me five minutes. We should be off by seven minutes and 30 seconds. But just give me five minutes to get this wisdom of the word of God to you. Hey, listen, I want to talk to you from this simple subject of this simple title. It's a privilege to pray. It's a privilege to pray. It's a privilege to pray. Um, in the Gospel of Luke chapter 11, um, verses 1 through 13, we won't read them all. We're going to read a couple of them, though. Um, it says this, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Just as John taught his disciples, he said to them, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hey, I like this story because what we see here is that the disciples had a desire to learn how to pray. Um, they seen that 
prayer was a significant staple in the life of Jesus. And because it was a significant staple in the life of Jesus, they noticed the power of God working through Jesus because he was always going out to a secluded place to pray. He was always getting a long time to pray. And it was something about that that was attractive to the disciples. It was so attractive to them that they wanted to experience that same communion and that same communication with God. They wanted to experience that same power um, that Jesus was walking in. And so they asked Jesus this simple question, Lord, teach us to pray. Now, you may be asking the question, why did the disciples ask Jesus to teach them to pray? I believe the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray is because they had seen and witnessed the power of prayer, right? I believe the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray because they had experienced the presence of prayer. I believe that Jesus asked the disciples to uh, disciples asked Jesus asking them to teach them to pray because they had experienced the progress of prayer. So what are you saying, Pastor Al? I'm saying that the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray because they ended up seeing the power of prayer. They ended up seeing the progress of prayer and they ended up seeing the um, position of prayer. What is that saying? That's simply saying this one thing. The Bible has a lot to say about men of prayer. We learn of an old, old Testament figure named Enoch. The Bible says he walked with God. It says Abraham walked with God. Um, it said Moses prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. Um, it said Christ spent all night in prayer. Um, and the Bible says that as Christ spent all night in prayer, um, he was alone with God and, and he prayed. Um, this simple prayer said, not my will in the garden of Gethsemane, but thy will be done. In other words, the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. Why is it important that we pray without ceasing? It's important that we pray without ceasing because unless we pray continually, we will always be under attack continually. In other words, the Bible says the enemy walks around like a warring lion seeking who he may devour. What does that mean? The enemy is after you. He's after me. He's after all of God's children. But I like this because what we learn about this is that the Bible says this. Um, Jesus says um, to one of his disciples, he says, the enemy has a desire to sift you as wheat. Satan has a desire to sift you as wheat. But I like this. Satan said, but, but, uh, uh, Satan said, I wanted to sift you as wheat. But this is what Christ said. Christ said, I have prayed for you that your faith fail you not isn't that amazing it's amazing that christ who lived in the anointing and up under the anointing of prayer also displayed the power of prayer by praying for those he loved he told jesus he said jesus i have prayed for everybody you have put into my garden into my circle and i want to let you know that i have not lost either of them why is this important? Because we have to understand that no Christian can live a fruitful life without prayer. No Christian can live a faithful life without prayer. And no Christian can live a forgiving life without prayer. What are you saying? I'm simply saying that if we refuse to pray, we're giving up our ability to be faithful to God and live faithful in what he's called us to live in. 
In other words, we have to understand that when we consistently pray to God, what we are doing is demonstrating our faithfulness toward him. Why is that important? Because the word of God tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. For those that come to him must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. What do we mean by that? What we're saying is God says, if you draw close to me, I draw close to you. How do we draw close to God? Through prayer. How do we draw close to God? Through fasting. How do we draw close to God? Through connection. And so we have to understand that faithfulness is a part of the job when it comes to prayer, right? And so being um, prayerful will help us live a faithful life. But not only that, being prayerful will help us live a fruitful life. The Bible says this, you know a tree by the fruit that it bears. Have you ever seen an orange grow on an apple tree? Have you ever seen an apple grow on an orange tree? Have you ever seen grapes grow on a um, grapefruit tree? No, you have not. Why? Because the fruit that it bears is according to the seed that has been planted. The seed that has been planted determine the roots that are established. The roots that have been established determines the sturdiness of the tree. The sturdiness of the tree determines the strength and the health of the tree. And so the health of the tree determines what vines grow on the tree. The vines on the tree determine what fruits grow off the tree. So in other words, what we're saying is whenever we place the seed of prayer before our day, we are sowing a seed to be fruitful. We are sowing a seed to increase in godliness, to increase in wisdom, to increase in spiritual understanding, to increase in spiritual knowledge. In other words, we have to understand that faithfulness leads to us being fruitful in our prayer lives. And so we, if we're not faithful in prayer, we will not be fruitful in living for God. If we're not faithful in praying to God, we won't be fruitful in living for God. And so we have to understand that faithfulness is the prerequisite for fruitfulness. And so why is fruitfulness important? Because we have to understand that God tells us that we should be living um, based off of the spiritual fruit that he has for us in our lives. In other words, what is that spiritual fruit? We know it in the book of Galatians chapter 5 where it talks about patience, love, kind, humbleness, long-suffering, the fruits of the Spirit. Against such things, there is no law. And so prayer help produces each and every one of those things in us, right? And so number one, we uh, when we pray, we're able to be faithful to God and faithful in living for him. We're able to be faithful to God and faithful in living to him. We're able to demonstrate fruitful lives. But number three, when we pray, we are able to demonstrate forgiveness toward others, right? I like this because one of the things we understand about this, the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. And he told them how to pray. He didn't tell them um, how to do it, but he told them what to say. He told them the words that matter in prayer. And what was that? Our Father. He talked about the authority of God. Hallowed be thy name. How holy you are. All right? He said, thy will be done 
thy kingdom come, right? Um, he was talking about, you know, the provision, right? He was talking about, um, give us this day our daily bread. That's him providing for us. But then I like this because we're going to end right here. He talks about forgiveness. He tells his disciples in the model prayer or in the Lord's prayer, what many of us know it as, is that if you do not demonstrate forgiveness, then you cannot expect forgiveness. That's why he said, forgive us our sins as we forgive others. In other words, it's a two-way street in prayer. God is saying, you can pray for all these other things. You can call me holy. You can say, hallowed be thy name. You can say, thy will come. Thy kingdom be done. You can say, um, uh, give us this day out there the bread. You can ask for provision and all that. But I want to let you know this. If you don't say, forgive us our sins as we forgive others, all of that is null and void. Why? Because sin holds us hostage. Sin holds us in a place that God desires to deliver us from. And what we have to understand is that when you and I pray without ceasing, the privilege of prayer is that you and I are forgiven. How are we forgiven? By what Christ did for us. But we're also forgiven by our confession of our sin. Not all prayer is created equal. Prayer has conditions. If you don't believe in, check this out, 2 Chronicles. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from the wicked ways and seek my face and, and pray and seek my face, then will I heal the land. What's the condition of God healing the land? Pray. Turn from your wicked ways. He said, if any two or three of you touch and agree on anything, you shall ask for my Father. It shall be done for you with my Father, which is in heaven. What's the condition? There has to be a spirit of agreement. There has to be a spirit of agreement. In other words, we have to understand that there are conditions to our prayers. But why is that important? It's important because the conditions to our prayers demonstrate the promises of our God. Our God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. For what he said, he will do. And if he said that he will restore us, we will be restored. If he said that he will renew us, we will be renewed. If he said that he will enlighten us, we will be enlightened. Listen, in other words, we have to understand that prayer is a privilege for the believer because it gives you instant and constant contact with the Holy God, our Heavenly Father, who desires to do the best thing for you. Every good and perfect gift is from above. We know that the word of God teaches us that we can come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy in the time of need. It's a privilege to pray. Don't lose it by not doing it. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for each and every student. I know we went a little longer, but Lord, we wanted to get this wisdom and this word to them. We pray that it was able to bless them, able to instruct them, able to guide them, able to lead them in all truth and all wisdom. Lord, we pray now 
that you will help us to do what it is you have called us to do. No weapon formed against them shall prosper, I declare. They are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, I declare. I declare that they will walk in a manner worthy of the calling in which they have received and that every step they take will glorify your name. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, listen, if you made it to the end, this Sunday is Youth Sunday. Listen, tune in live on YouTube, tune in live on um, Facebook. Um, we will be going live this Sunday, and this service um, is gathered toward the youth, right? And so we want to make sure that you are there virtually um, as we worship together in this particular um, contest, all right? And so listen, man, I'm praying for each and every one of you. I pray that you have an amazing, amazing rest of the week. Man, we will see you on Sunday. And for those of you who may be listening, you may be like, hey, I don't know how to have that one-on-one relationship with God. I want to experience that privilege of prayer. Then you first got to accept salvation. A, admit your sin and B, believe in Jesus. Let it die for you. C, confess your sins, right? And these things um, will help you to get salvation. Why? Because it's with a heart um, that a man um, believing unto righteousness, but with his mouth he confessed. And so Jesus tells us that, man, um, if he confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins, all right, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so, listen, if you want salvation to be yours today, repeat after me. God, I confess I'm a sinner. I messed up. Forgive me of my sins. Create in me a clean heart. I believe that Jesus Christ died for me. I believe that Jesus Christ arose from the dead. Based off my belief, based off my confession, I accept your salvation. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Teach me your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you said that prayer for the first time, man, God is with you. This is your spiritual birthday. Don't let anybody tell you different. And listen, this is the opening door of your continued communication with the Father through the privilege of prayer. Listen, I can't wait to see you all on this Sunday. Um, also, you want to stay connected. Text at I praise you to um, 81010. That's at I praise, I P R A I S E Y T H to the number 81010 to stay connected. We can't wait to see you on this coming Sunday. Repeat after me God helped me to be the best me He created me to be in Christ's name. Amen. God bless, I praise, I will see you later. Be sure to share this podcast with others. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.